All right. What's up, man? Yo. Right. We're all here. Um, welcome, everyone, to the first ever Gamerish Crew Countdown, where it'll just be me and E this time, uh, Big E and Dre, co-hosts of the Gamerish Crew. I should also call us co-founders, for those who want to know who the fuck came up with this shit. Um, yeah, so, but our first countdown, it's going to be... Maybe controversial for some people. Um, I don't think it should be these. I should, uh, I guess, in this day and age where we have a lot of soft people, should say that these are our opinions. So I mm-hmm. should remind you, I guess, these are our opinions. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. These are our opinions. And if you don't know what our opinion is, then please pick up a dictionary and look at it. And oh, if you're mad at me for making you sound like you're stupid, then... You can send me a strongly worded email to see how much I care. You know. <laughs> so, with that said, our first topic ever is the top five things we each. So we're gonna say top ten things, but what we're gonna do when we do these countdowns, if it's just gonna be E, I'll say but I'm at for the two of us, we each are gonna pick five things. And then that makes ten. Five plus five is ten. So I'll still say it's the top ten things we want. Um, maybe I don't want to also, I was going to say the top 10 things we want eliminated from the gaming industry, whether it's from, um, games themselves or things that, uh, prove what was, what's the word I'm developers are doing, you know, so these are the top 10 things we want are hopefully are things that are slowed down on in the 2019 world, things that we want eliminated from the gaming world in 2019, hopefully, or at least, like I said, slowed down upon so maybe we could love it again someday. You know, so you want to go first with your number five? Uh, you go first. All right. My number five, um, Irk, are games that are always online if there is no reason to be. You know, so um, at, at this point in time for this year, there hasn't been anything that's been announced really that's always online unless it was made to be like we all know we got like Anthem and The Division. But then again, Anthem could be thrown in that category because they keep trying to reiterate in a lot of interviews that um they that you can play Anthem by yourself, but you might have to keep it on easy mode because the game, when I played it, all I've played, everything seems like it was built to be played with people. But um, yeah, so so if, if if you could play Anthem by yourself, I say this should be like a uh turn off my online for this mode or or some type of thing. I didn't see any indication of that when playing the game. But um yeah, stuff like that. And I recently downloaded also a card game on the Switch. Um it's something that's not familiar to me or a lot of people. I just downloaded it because it was like $3. I can't even remember the name of the damn game. I should probably turn on the Switch right now and, and see. Matter of fact, give me, give me one second, guys. Let me, let me just open up my Switch to see the name of this game. All right. So the name of the game is Magic Nations. And they say it's a multiplayer game, but they never say that it's a is online game so lo and behold i take my switch with me to the bar I, well i usually take my switch with me to work every day and i go to the bar and i'm playing on my switch and i do have a internet connection at the bar but i am playing single player mode because i just started playing this game lo and behold i'm playing playing the game as i'm walking out the bar 
and I get disconnected from my single-player campaign game when I thought maybe this was some type of glitch. I kept trying to get back on, and it kept telling me, you are not connected to the internet, so you cannot play. Tell me, why the fuck can't I play this single-player campaign right now unless I'm online? Really makes no sense to me. Really pissed me off. Um, and, and, um, and, and this card game. It's a card. What card game needs to always be online? You know, you don't see this coming from Magic the Gathering. I don't see this affecting me when I'm playing um a Hearthstone, Hearthstone, whatever you want to call it. Because I'm always getting two different names. And um, yeah, even when I'm playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh on my PlayStation, which oh Yu-Gi-Oh is coming to the Switch if you haven't heard. Uh, but, but yeah, so my number five. Irk is always having always online if there's no reason to be. Stop it. We don't always need it. Um that so so you're basically saying, James, that our multiplayer that shouldn't be multiplayer, online multiplayer. Not not even. Like they could be multiplayer and all, but we don't need it to the game to stay online, you know. Right, like right. there should be uh maybe in the menu turn to switch to offline mode or something like that. Or and, you know And you're saying like the, this particular game it doesn't need to be yeah, I, I understand. It that makes sense. Like certain games are like that that I don't know, I, I feel like sometimes games do online uh, multiplayer, for instance, just so they can get more people to buy the game, mm-hmm. which is true, and I understand that. But like, then go ahead and tell us from the get go. This is on. I would say that this is a three dollar game at that. Given that, right. I can't expect any type of marketing for this fucking game. I just saw right. it card games. I bought it for three dollars. I probably just scrolled through the menu, saw that it was an online game, but I didn't see nothing indicating always needs to be online, especially when you're playing single player. So if you're gonna do that to us, be more transparent with it or just let us play single player mode and offline. Like there's no reason like I don't see any matchmaking when I'm going into single player. I'm just picking a damn opponent and i'm playing this card game i have no reason to be online for that yeah yeah that makes sense um okay so full disclosure we have not seen or heard each other's lists so i didn't want to necessarily go last but i wanted to hear what you had to say first so you could get an idea of what your list was going to be before i said mine so as i said before my list is going to sound like the ramblings of an old man. <laughs> and I'm calling this the no more list. So it's a really uh, obs- obscure reference to an 80s movie called The Principal. No more. I don't want any more of these things <laughs> happening in this year or any other year. So my number five, and these are going to be very controversial. And these, some of these things are going to be, they're going to be impossible you're just going to be like a crazy man's dream. Um, okay. Number five is no more Assassin's Creed games. No more. All right? We have had an Assassin's Creed game every year since 2008. Except, now, granted. Except, was it? No, except for the year before. Year before. No, no, wait. No. They, every year. Like, even, even the Chronicle games. The, oh, the point okay, is, yeah. is that. They necessarily may not have been on every console. Um, there was one in 2015, and then they took a few years, but they still did Chronicle games. They still did Chronicle yeah, games. True. 
And those games are still part of the, uh, you know, the, the big story. So it did take a break, 2015, and then it did one in 2017 and 2018. And I know for a fact, I know 2018 uh, did pretty well. Odyssey, right? Did pretty well. So most likely they're going to have another one this year, and they always wait until, you know, E3 to announce it. And it's just, it's enough already. Like, they're going to run out of time, you know, ages, or, uh, times, uh, errors or whatever. You know, they're doing Roman times and pyramid times, Egyptian times and all these. They're going to run out of it. What are they going to do, like, 1980s, you know, Chicago? Like, uh, this is not going to make any sense. Like, uh-huh. they're going to run out of times. And the whole thing, what's the machine? Ambus, whatever and, it's called. Ambus, which no one really cares about anymore. No, exactly. Nobody. I remember I was watching a video, and I think it was like um, Shockers, like video game Shockers. And they mentioned Assassin's Creed because when they marketed that game originally in 08, they never talked about that goddamn machine. And everyone thought that you were playing this period piece game where it was going to be, you know, in the past and shit. And everyone was on board with that. And then when you realize that the the interjecting chapters were you in the future in this dumb machine, it was like, what the fuck is the point of that? Mm-hmm. And then you do that. I'm like, Desmond, that was his name, right? Desmond? Yeah, Desmond I, couldn't yeah. give two, I couldn't give two fucking shits about Desmond. I hated those chapters so much. Yeah, I hate- I just wanted to go back to the, to the thing. And that's what makes the game interesting. But they're just, it's too much of running it into the ground. And I know they took a break, but now they did two more games and they were hit. So now they think they should continue doing more of them. And it's just like, just go back in the past. I don't give a shit about the future or the present or whatever. I just did. And the, the story, if you see all this, the story, it's so convoluted. The sto- you know, especially when you connect all the games. It's so long. It's so convoluted. Who gives a shit? I could no more assassins. Yes, after this last one, I, I agree. I could agree with you too. One, my I don't have a problem with the stories, at least for the majority of them. Um, I think I only didn't really the one Assassin's Creed I never really got into was um the one with the twins and shit. Yeah, and then um uh, Odyssey came back and it got me in a way that I'm like this is great, but. In this world where now we get great games practically at least 11 months out of the year, it's so hard to do everything that Ubisoft wants us to do in these games. And I got Odyssey sitting here and I have um, Origins sitting here. I haven't even finished Origins yet. I already had to start Odyssey and I'm here playing catch up. I'm like, I got to keep going. I got to go back to the point where I'm just about to trade in um, Origins because I'm just like, I'm not going to finish this at all. And and I'm just going to focus on Odyssey because I like the combat a little bit more and it's the Roman ages. So that's more of my thing, you know? So I want to see the end of the stories um, for for um, Origins, but I'm really going to have to just YouTube it because this is, it's just so much. And yes, you get a whole year to do it, but if you buy games as much as I do, a whole year is not enough. <laughs> you know? Well, it's just, it's, you know, think of it as like a movie uh, standpoint. Like what if a movie franchise put a movie out every year 
like eventually it just gets oversaturated with the same thing. Uh, yes, I understand like it's different time periods, but they're basically all connected. And it's just, you know, and, and again, like they've, they've done every, uh, a game every year for 10 years, you know, not including this year because they haven't announced one yet, which I'm sure they will. Really, what do you think they're going to do when they run out of time periods? Yeah, I have no idea. I think, I mean, I think they got to just, yeah, I think it could end here. I, I'm proud. There's probably some time period where I'm not, they like, think of it now. Like they're at a point where it went from realistic storylines to them adding Cyclops and things into the game because now they really are running out of ideas because yeah. yeah because it's like all right what happened to the realism that this game state started with because this is like a group that's supposed to be working in the background of all the biggest things that happen in our world's history and now all of a sudden here we are fighting cyclopses and and and, and dealing with like gods and shit like that and so like now they're trying to mix realist realism and throw it into this mythical world at the same time and they just they're they're losing their way they're they're still creative but they're they're definitely you could tell they're running out of ideas after the last two games and you you make a good point because i remember in the first game they really did hit home mm-hmm. especially when they first presented it yep. that this was based on on like real things and they had they had gone through like all this all the uh, areas yep, they went and visited all these places yeah. and, and wanted to get and them they're, precisely they're just they're gonna run out of time periods they're gonna run out of settings and it's just you know i remember the enzo uh trilogy or whatever it was just like they just got so i got the one with the twins i actually bought that it was it was on sale the same year that it came out. That's how great it was. It was like $40, like a few months later. Yep. So, yeah, that's my five. All right. So, my four is, is something that's a good and a bad thing, but I'm thinking that and we need more originality. So, number four is copycat games. We're seeing a lot of that nowadays, hence Battle Royal. You know, like... Um, Nowadays, not a lot of people are willing to be um, innovative. Everyone thinks that if they put a new idea out there, society won't accept it. When, when if you think about it, it's people who put those ideas that you're copying out there before you did are making the money because we're able to handle something new. You know, we can handle something new. You know, so I don't know where these developers get it in like, oh, God, if we... It, first off, this idea that single player is dead in, in multiplayer games like Call of Duty, take it out single player and, and all these other games like, like how they said um, Apex Legends started off as a Titanfall um, 3 game, but then it turned into that. Hence, someone said, hey, um, Titanfall 2 didn't make as much money as we wanted it to, even though I, that's single, yo, that story I, didn't, I thought I wouldn't even care about the story in Titanfall 2, but the story and the way that game, and I teared at the end of Titanfall 2 for a fucking Titan, for a Titan. I teared up for a fucking Titan. You know, like, that's how good the story was, but now because how much money you made or it didn't reach what they thought it could, hey, 
let's just jump into this battle royal thing. Stop what you guys do. Stop that script. Even though it's been announced now that now they're going to start working on a Titanfall uh, pure sequel. But hey, we they, they completely scrapped what they were doing to make another battle royal game. You know, which Apex Legends is good. Very good. Oh, I'm so surprisingly good that I'm actually going to make a pod about it one day. Um, hope um, one day soon, promise. And um, but yeah, we're we're getting too many copycat games, and yes, some of them are good. Like I said, we had when Final Fantasy VII came out, and a lot of games started coming out that were just like Final Fantasy, hence um, Legend of Dragoon, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just want more originality to our games. Like we're seeing stuff like um. Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, yes, it's like open world, but you never seen anything where you're facing mechanical dinosaurs in in the future and things like that. And um, yeah, so that that's all I want to limit. I want I'm not gonna say get rid of copycats if you're gonna do it to perfection, but we need developers to have more original ideas. That is all. That's a good one, definitely. Well, I mean, that's the problem with most mediums is that. Everyone's copying off each other. Yeah. Some of the best ideas, though, well, I should say some of the best properties have been ideas that they, they maybe copy. not completely copied, but yeah, like maybe but... a little bit, but they made it their own. They made it different. Mm-hmm. As I say, it could be a good or a bad thing, but, you know, more more originality could, could go a long way, you know. You know, like, um, just, I mean, this is just a different example, like Batman. You know, everyone loves Batman. Batman yeah. was com- was taken from all these other different elements mm-hmm. and brought together to make Batman. So Batman seems very original, but in fact, he comes from Sherlock Holmes and Dracula and all these other different. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to, like, blatantly make it seem like a copy copycat. <laughs> But yeah, at the same time, the Batman video games, the combat was original, something we never had before with the countering system, and hence what we got in Spider-Man now. Spider-Man, yeah. You know, it it shows that sometimes copying things can be a good thing as long as you make it into something amazing. You know? Right. Ah, Amazing Spider-Man. No pun intended. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In all the reviews, they all said that the combat was taken from batman but no one really seemed to be that wasn't necessarily a bad thing yeah uh, all right uh my number four is no more bad movie adaptations from video games i could agree with that now i'm going to read the list let me get this list within the past few years and, I, and this is like last year some of these are last year Rampage, Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed, it's come back. Yes. Warcraft, a Hitman sequel, uh, the, let's see, what else? Uh, all the goddamn Resident Evils. The only decent video game movie, which you could argue is an original, is Wreck-It Ralph. Because Wreck-It Ralph is an original idea, yeah. but it's seeped in video game uh, influences and the movie's just riddled with video game references but see that's it's kind of like what you said before it's like you you're adapting video games but you're taking a new idea yep 
Yeah, uh, I follow like what these movie developers I wish would realize is that if you're gonna take a video game property, we want the story that we play. We don't want your personal input. We don't want your original idea. We want we don't care if we know what's gonna happen. We're seeing this because we want to see the characters that we played in this movie and see how they are played out in this movie. You know? Yes. Do you remember um, the Final Fantasy movie? The the one that was done. It was called uh, God. Um, shit. The Spirits Within. Yep, the Spirit Within. Now, all they did was they took the title, they created their whole new movie, uh, yep. nothing to do with the, the series, the video game series, and it was hailed as one of the best looking movies mm-hmm. of the time because the computer graphics were amazing. The story was shit. Everyone said it was a terrible fucking movie. It looked great. They fucking stole the title just to try to get some, some Final Fantasy fans. Yeah. And it was such like a, a, a bait and switch. I mean, all these goddamn movies, I mean, I don't even have to mention, like, Super Mario Brothers is, like, one of the worst movies of all time. Street Fighter, Street Fighter is considered one of the worst movies of all time. At least Mortal Kombat was decent, you know. I mean, I think you could argue. It was better than Street Fighter. It was definitely, but that's not saying much, because Street Fighter was a real turd. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you you remember DOA? Did you ever see the the DOA movie? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Terrible. I mean, it's become, you know, it's just, it's Max Payne. Oh, Jesus, man. I could just go on and on. Damn, I forgot about that shit. Yeah, it's just, the problem is, is that, you know, it's just become like if you, I mean, like Assassin's Creed had a real actor in it and people had hopes for that. And Mm. it, it fell apart. Same thing with Tomb Raider. It had a real actress in it, and it just fell apart. And those movies, especially uh, Tomb Raider, those games, they had a resurgence. And they they changed them a bit, and they made them better. Yeah. You think they would have done the same thing with the movie? Well, but... Try and go with the new resurgence of the of the game. So they did try and go in that direction, but yeah. after your failure with Angelina Jolie, where you just basically said, hey, Angelina, put on this tight thing, and people are right. going to you you know um yeah it just didn't interest me i didn't even watch the tomb raider one um and it's funny that i was just bringing up the ideas of letting us see what we know already even if you think it's something we don't want to see but like if you realize when final fantasy had their um animated movie that went right. to blu-ray that shit was the bomb I yeah loved people it. loved it yeah and um advent children i think it was um yeah and um, what else was there? Those the Resident Evil movies that were straight up CG. Even though no one liked the last one, but I like the I like them all. I love all the straight to DVD um um animated Resident Evil movies that right. came. I like the action in them, even if people think it was a little cocky. Yes, but at least I saw my characters. I recognized everyone in here. I knew what their reasoning for being here was. You know, this was not no no made-up story, you know? Well, even though it was a made-up story, but it was in the realm of the video game world, not some Yeah. Bullshit. I just think there are some video games, and I think this is for a future list. I think I mentioned this to you before. 
video games that could be a good movie, but I just feel like if it's in the hands of a movie studio that just wants to make money, it's just not going to work out. Yep, I feel you, dear. All right. With that said, next up on my list, um, announcing upcoming games with no clear release date. Yo, yes, I um, I, I I hate it when we see stuff like Final Fantasy VII being shown off to us, and we're gonna have to wait another ten years for it to come out. So what's the point of showing it to us? Why not wait till the game is about done? to show it to us like if we have games that are coming out every year we don't need uh uh you to hype us up three years before this game is ready death stranding and and then still not have a release date but every fucking e3 keep giving us another piece of pie another piece of the pie it's kind of what they did with metal gear too i remember with guns of the patriots metal gear solid 4 like all Kojima would keep doing is just giving us another piece. So basically, you might as well have just sold us this whole movie because when the game came out, I felt like, all right, this is where he didn't show this whole scene, but I pretty much know what's supposed to happen here. Like, he did pretty much show off the whole beginning of the game before the game even released with all the damn gameplay trailers he had out there. Um, what other game is there that, 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 that does this, you know? Um... I would say is um uh, the Elder Scrolls games where they especially when they're showing off the next gen one already and we I I guarantee that game ain't gonna be ready for 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 um launch if um the next Xbox is releasing next year I know that's not gonna be ready for launch because then Elder Scrolls never comes to us when we're ready for it and um what else but yeah. Fuck it. I know there's a bunch of stuff that all other people could think about, but I'm just tired of games being announced and then not being released for another five years or something like that. Even three years. Like if you're gonna do it, I say the least I could wait for a game is maybe a year and a half, two years tops. I'm still waiting for Gen U three, right? (laughs) (laughs) So yes, that's my that's my number. Um this is this isn't a pick. I just uh, it's also games that get constantly pushed back because you're talking about games that don't have uh, a date, but there are games that do have a date yeah. and they're constantly pushed back. And it, it, you talking, listening to you talk about this, it reminded me of Days Gone because oh yes, the past two E3s, I'm pretty sure the past two E3s, Days Gone has been shown. Yeah, and, and at four, it hasn't come out yet. Yeah, like three or four different release dates already. So it's supposed to come out in April. And and I just, like I said, it reminds me of what you were saying. It's just, uh, you know, you're showing us footage in two years in a row. Why hasn't it come out yet? Mm-hmm. I understand that like, companies don't want to tell you why it hasn't come out yet because it makes it sound unfinished or it makes it sound weak, yeah. you know, but it's just like it just doesn't make sense. I don't know, maybe it's the lack of media attention, too, because like when a movie does that, if a movie gets delayed, there's usually some sort of why it's getting delayed, but we don't get that in video games. It's just it's delayed. It's delayed. Well, they try to be bullshit reason. Yeah, they try to be more tight-lipped in the gaming industry than there is to, to movies. You know, usually in movies, oh, we lost the director, oh, this person doesn't agree with the script, and where... And what, but now that I think about that, 
half the time, maybe these directors are really trying to give us what we want, but the people upstairs are telling them what they think we want, and that's why we never get these movies that we really want. You know, that, that, that happens a lot. That actually does happen a lot. Yeah, um, I watch a lot of stuff on on YouTube that talks about movies, and a lot of the stories are that um, uh, I assume you know what a. Uh, test audience right so lots of times when movie studios have movies they test audience the movie and depending on the critiques they'll sometimes go back and they'll cut things or they'll do reshoots and sometimes test audiences help a movie but most of the time filmmakers hate test audiences because you're not testing the audience that you think are going to like the movie they just get random morons to get into an audience you know a theater so lots of these stories for movies that have not done well, it's test audiences that ruin the movies because a movie's supposed to come out, they give it a test audience, and a test audience doesn't like something, and so then they just like another thing that goes to that is how do you know the test audience even like say it's a video game movie? Say all this time we've been waiting on the Halo movie that was supposed to be made, but the test audience doesn't know what the fuck Halo right. is. Right. Right. So there we but go. But that's that's the point is that test audiences are just random people most of the time, and that um like let's say it's a horror movie and let's say you advertise in horror magazines that this horror movie is going to need test audiences. That's different because you're getting the niche, you're getting the people that you want to see this movie. But usually test audiences are just like random people, sometimes off the street, and they don't know what the movie is. They don't know anything about it. Exactly. And that's going to make or break your movie. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way. It's possible. I know they have test, uh, you know, people who test the games, but it's I, a little I, bit different. I've once been a, a tester. Tester. Yeah. Um, I forgot what they call us again. Uh, the fuck, there's a name for it. But anyway, a game tester to make it easy. And I was tested Midnight Club. And, and mm-hmm. it was like, why did I do this? Did I do this? Because I'm not, everybody that knows me, like I'll play racing games when it's when I feel like it's going to be real good, but I'm not much of a, I'm not a guy that sits there like, oh my God, I'm going to buy a racing game. So for me to sit down for like five hours of a time and, wow. and play in a racing game, you know, it, 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 I could barely figure out like all the time. It's like, answer these questions. Did you find any bugs? Okay, that's simple stuff. Right. But, what would make this game funner what would you want in this game those questions got to me because i'm like i don't know because i don't care about racing games you know so so someone like me gets that type of just gives a random opinion and they look at my opinion as the critical one because i'm the one who's just like uh you know but what do you know about me you know you never asked me if i like racing games you just told me how often do i play games i gave them hey i play everything that i could get my hands on and they're like okay can you do a test run of this game you know and they gave me midnight club and even though midnight club ended up being like a success um i was one of those people just like eh, i didn't like it back when i played it so I still don't like it now <laughs> you know so you already i think you touched on this so you didn't have a choice of the game you were going to test right exactly yeah so so it's possible it's possible that the game goes through testing but it's just we it's like again 
you know, I'm just comparing movies because I've heard this about movies. These games have a release date. So it's like, why would you take the word of a tester when you have a friggin' release date? You know, yeah. it's got to be either really bad or the opinions are really bad and you're Shut nervous. I wish they had those critical testers before they released Fallout 76 to us. And this is a great segue for my number uh, three. That Uh was perfect, man. You couldn't have done that any better. (laughs) A segue to my number three. No more bad Fallout games. Oh, man. Please, Uh, This is going to be a short and sweet one. You made a mistake. It's okay. We still love you. Admit the mistake and move on. Mm. Because it doesn't really feel like they admitted to the mistake. And it feels like I keep hearing this, well, you're going to get patches. You're going to get patches. Patches are not going to help the game. Like It's just going to be a cosmetic thing. The game is still going to suck. Yeah, because I literally bought Fallout 76 after saying that it looks like it was going to suck and then convincing myself, like, strongly. I remember trying to convince you because I figured you you, I could get some friends to buy this shit and we get on it and play together. I would have fun with this. It will be an even better time. And then I bought it. I didn't have any friends to play with. I had to play with random people. I guess part of that did ruin my experience. I having like any real friends to play with, just having to deal with these people asking me to do this and do that with them. But um, at the same time, I traded it in. It went on sale like a week after I traded it in. Um, just got it back from Gamefly. Literally just got it back from Gamefly because I wanted to try it again with a little bit of patches that they got. I had no motivation to take this game out of the case. I sent it back a day after they sent it to me. You know, I sent it back because I had, after, like, sometimes something is just so bad that you you don't even want to give it a second chance. And I'm sorry, sorry, but I couldn't give that game a second chance. I I would just want to use two analogies. First analogy is, it's like if you get your arm cut off, and the doctor gives you a band-aid. Mm-hmm. You're still missing an arm. Yes. Right? And the second analogy is you cannot polish a turd. It's still <laughs> going to be a turd. Yep. So it's like, you know, again, you fucked up. You fucked up bad. But you're still, I still don't think you're going to lose loyal customers if you put another game out. Plus, um, you know, you tried something different. You tried to invent the, reinvent the wheel. You know, you this is go back to multiplayer games. It's like people think there's a lot of series that then switch to multiplayer because they think they're going to get more of an audience. And the people who... Oh, my bad. But lo and behold, now there's that mod that just released for multiplayer in Skyrim. And um, so, guys, do you? I hope they're looking at themselves like, what if we just did this? You right. know, right? Exactly. You know, like how much money would you have made? Just give us Skyrim. Just do that, right? I said, hey guys, guess what? We're gonna add multiplayer to Skyrim. You know, and there you go. We would have been happy. Well, we- that's the thing. They double down. You know, you make a great point. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Dead Space. Like Dead Space had to do something different by adding the multiplayer. They didn't do the whole game multiplayer. They just added a multiplayer uh, part to it. And you have the choice of not doing that. But Fallout doubled down and just made the entire game 
and it's just like it 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 didn't work. You thought you were doing something different. I mean, I said this before. I remember when they announced it, and it was like nobody knew, you know, Fallout game was coming, and everyone was excited. And then when he mentioned multiplayer, there was like this big gasp in the room. And I this, think it's this Fallout was all we needed to hear. Right, but I, the multiplayer split. I really felt like it split the room. Of just like some people were like, "Oh shit, that's great multiplayer," and other people were like, "I don't know." All right, guys. So Yo, closure. We got disconnected. Sometimes that happens with this damn app that we. It's been do. rare though. But yeah, very. It hasn't happened in a while. Yes, it hasn't happened in a while. But yeah, so we're just gonna continue. But you guys know what happened, so you're just like, "Oh, why the hell did they stop talking?" Well, you know, so yes, like you were saying. So I was just saying that when it was announced at uh, E3, there was going to be uh, multiplayer. You know, some people thought it was a great idea, and other people thought that they were second guessing uh, mm-hmm. what the game was. And that was me. I was just like, oh, but you know, I yes, it, I was the two that said fuck this. Like I, I was mad. Yeah. They first said this, this, this damn thing. Like I said, I, I just kept feeding myself this idea that Fallout can't fail. <laughs> right. Right. But, it, but um, my point is, is that they can come back from this. And you got to learn your mistakes. But it doesn't seem like, so far, it doesn't seem like they've learned their mistakes. But maybe time will tell. No more bad Fallout games. Okay, mm-hmm. that was it. All right. So, um. Damn, talking about Fallout, this is a, a good segue to my number two. <laughs> oh, man. Unfinished games releasing with huge day one patching. You know? Oh, wow. Yes, that was my number two. So going with Fallout, we all know. Well, they didn't even, they did have to give us a huge day one patch now, now that I think about it, even though it didn't really do much for us. But I'm tired of, one, we're in this phase now which i hope the next gen systems fix that when we put in our games not only do we have to wait for the game to be loaded up but we have to wait for an update sometimes the updated most of the time the update is quick if the game is fixed most of the time with these updates they come after betas or things like that and then all of a sudden here's all these shit that you have to fix because we're swarming them with issues and now my load, my, my damn update time goes from this five or ten minute update to a fucking two hour patch like Red Dead and uh, like things like that. You know, that's I just want that done. Like, please just get all the information in the damn game from the get go or uh, I don't I don't even know. I can't say you could put it all on a disalease. For those of us who download a lot of games, yeah, we'll get that patch put in when our game is preloaded, if we preload it, but not everyone preloads their game. So a lot of us still go to the store, buy our disc, and we don't want to be mad at hype for a game. Like, it's nothing that kills my hype more than putting in a brand new disc, seeing that update line, and my shit saying, like, 60 minutes before this update is done, you know, unless I have to put it in rest mode might fix that and, and lower the time to maybe like 40 minutes but a lot of times it's, it's too much I'm tired of big updates yeah i hear you I, I think it just i don't know it's just like they they want it to be perfect and then it's not perfect it's rush it's a rush i think it all all these problems mm-hmm. all point to money 
you know, they want as much money as they can, as quickly as they can. And, you know, they're just like under a terrible deadline and they're just like, get it done, get it done. And then it's unfinished. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we, we hear that a lot. Because my number one could have segue right after you said that. Do but... it, do it. It's fine, do it. All right, so my number one. Sorry, guys, that we just talked about number two that quickly after everything we said about everything. But anyway, ongoing betas asking us to keep contributing money. Um, okay, you already know where I'm about to go with this shit. Everybody that's been listening to all my podcasts know where I'm about to go with this shit. Here he goes again, ready to bitch about fucking Fortnite again. Yeah. <laughs> Always finding a reason to bitch about Fortnite. Well, guess what, guys? Yes, here's another reason to bitch about Fortnite. <laughs> because, one, I paid $60 for this game. I, me, personally, I made this choice. I could have paid $39.99 when I became a founder, but no, I wanted all these extra skins and weapons for the save the world mode. And yes, it, I paid my $60. And I'm not mad. It's still a good game. And even though I save the world did not get updated like um, the battle royal mode is. But Fortnite continues to ask every few months that we pay $10 to keep getting t- more tiers and tiers of stuff and get newer challenges and they know you don't have to pay but for people that feel like they got to keep up with their friends and things like that they're going to keep paying the $10 cuz at the time $10 doesn't seem like anything until you keep paying it and paying it and by time when you don't read that little yellow line that be on the top left of the screen that says beta this is still a beta you know or, or still in testimony whatever it's saying now because i haven't been on my Fortnite in a minute or i haven't watched for my son's been playing and yes i do put money into this for my son's sake and yes, my son does not ask. I'll, I'll tell you, my son doesn't ask, but I want my son to be ahead of the rest of the kids. So no, I'm not even the guy that pays the $10. I'm the fucking dad that pays $25 every few months so my son could be ahead of all of his damn friends in fucking Fortnite. You know, go him because he has a very great dad. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and... And but I'm not even gonna go into just four now. I'll stop right there. I'll stop right there because you got just look at how much money the makers of Fortnite have right now for an unfinished game, quote unquote. When I bet you when this game is finally a full fledged game, it's gonna be the exact shit you've been playing all these years. <laughs> it's gonna be the exact shit we've been playing all these years. That's why I'm pissed off because you guys think. That something different is there's gonna be no new gameplay mechanics, there's gonna be no change in your button layouts, it's gonna be the same game, you know. So there you go. Now let's talk about something newer, Apex Arm Legends. I just finished Raven, so you guys can't say, oh, he's finding a reason to bitch, but I am gonna bitch because you can like and hate something at the same time, you know. And and Apex Legends is a good game. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, I would like it if we all had like a battle royal with 60 players running around in mechs. Yes, it would have been real hectic, but that would have been fun too. But at the same time, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about how this free-to-play game 
is basically forcing you to pay for shit from the get-go. They already, of course, got their loot boxes in the game that you get every time you level up and stuff. But then the amount of credit you get for, like, your kills and leveling up is nothing. Like, you get these blue credits, and they you're supposed to be able to use them to unlock stuff. And when you go to you unlock stuff, most of the time, it doesn't show you the blue credits. It shows you the money credits. You need this amount of this to, to unlock which you only get a lot of if you pay money for and then they already try and grab us by saying hey right now to just start the game if you pay five dollars you'll get these two loot boxes will give you this skin this skin and this skin and they even put two good looking characters um as as um unlocks that you you're gonna practically have to pay for or play that game for like a hundred hours before you'll finally be able to unlock it or if you're that damn good be number one in the game for like 20 matches straight you know before you get enough credits to unlock these other two characters so i don't know when we're gonna start refusing to do this shit because i'm tired of everybody just throwing their game out as free to play free to play no it's free to download and try out it's free to download and try out and if you enjoy this game and you're gonna start seeing that all these people that aren't even as good as you have all this shit that you should have for just being good but all they did was drop ten dollars or five dollars here and there and then you realize like if you realize in the next two or three years what we paid $60 for, you spent like $200 for, and it's still in beta mode. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and that's really, that's the, there I go venting again. But, you know, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Stop giving us ongoing betas that we're paying for, and even for free games that are that are told it's free to play, but you know the mindset of the people is that we're still going to keep putting money in here to be on top. Wow. <laughs> um, when do you think... So Fortnite is technically... When do you think it's going to be a full game? They said it was supposed to be a full game last year. They said it's going to be a full game this year, you know, but they went on and they released it on disc. I believe so. I believe you could buy it on disc now at GameStop, if I'm not mistaken. And it's still not a full fledged game. So I don't know since when does betas sell on disc, mm. you know, but there you go. This is how dumb we are. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> All right, so my number two is going to be pretty controversial. Um, it's another an, another choice where we should stop making a particular game. Now, with Assassin's Creed, I did play the game. I did play a few of them, and I just feel like it's just run its course. This game in particular, I'm not that familiar. Uh, no, not that I'm not familiar, but I haven't played as many uh, as I did Assassin's Creed, but I still think that they should stop making this game. No more Call of Duty. I knew that was coming. Uh, I, you know, I didn't um, even be mad. Uh, good. Okay. The series has started in 2003. 2003. And they didn't make one in 2004, but they've made a Call of Duty ever since in every fucking year. Now, the problem is, is like, 
you can think of sports games, right? Madden, Madden's been around forever. The yeah. NBA 2K games. I also feel like those games, it's just pretty much the same thing every year, you know, mm-hmm. except for like rosters and maybe they add one or two things. Yeah, but I just feel like, what? Which could just be updates every year. Right, yeah. So you can kind of argue that, that sports games, those particular sports games, fall in the same, you know. Because, again, this is all about money. You know, you're yeah. just making uh, – it's all about money. And then Call of Duty games, like, it's a little bit different than sports because there are, quote-unquote, different stories. But it's pretty much the same fucking game. It's pretty much the same game. What's the game – what's the Call of Duty title that they really tried to make it different, whereas it's, like, you have, like, exoskeleton suits and, like oh, – Modern Warfare. Oh, no. Was it the new – no. Was it Modern Warfare? No. I think it's – Warfare Advanced something. Yes. Ad- advanced something. Yes. Advanced Warfare. Is that yeah, about right? Yeah. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And that I felt like was just a way to be like, hey, this is different. We added some, you know, new stuff. And and what's the game where you're going to space? Isn't there a, a Call of Duty where you're going to space? Yeah, yeah, that's like I think it's the same one. I think, and it's just like they tried so hard to make it different, and then they just go back and do the same thing. And they, I mean, I feel like I had to look it up to see how long the series is, but I felt like there was like eighty games in this goddamn series because it's just everything is the Call of Duty, Call of Duty. And then you, I know you agree with this, Call of Duty, excuse me, brings a certain kind of audience to it. Mm-hmm. Um. We have had this discussion before that people who play strictly duty necessarily fall under the gamer title um, because these are people who just play a certain kind of like Fortnite, you know, like these multiplayer shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where I I'm a 12 year old and I could talk shit because I think I'm great because yeah. I shot you with one kill, you know, or I killed you with one shot. And it's obnoxious. It it brings out a certain kind of element that um, not isn't necessarily a gamer. And uh, this might actually tie into my number one pick, but it's not for me. You know, there there's certain games that certain people just play certain games. You know, and I think a gamer. I, I love Call of Duty for its single player too, and then for this fascination for the and most. You said, yeah. It's just, and I, and I, I always say this because I play, I play the multiplayer, but I always told people this, I love Battlefield multiplayer way better than Call of Duty's because it actually forces you to work as a team and Call of Duty always had the better single player because to me, when you're playing multiplayer, everyone's just all over the place, but they focused on the story where Battlefield actually focuses on their multiplayer. Well, um, also, d- don't you? Speaking of Battlefield, like, what? Did, how was the last Battlefield? The last one, as it didn't do great in numbers, as they said right. they were projecting it to do about, I think, eleven, twelve million. It only did about seven. They said between okay. six to seven or um, million. Okay. But um, one thing that the story mode in there, they try, they try. I know they had the, the controversy with some people like, oh, this is supposed to be historically accurate, but you have a storyline with a woman and blah, blah, blah. And right. they try to come right. out 
And they try right. to go up against everyone thinking, hey, maybe if we show that we're fighting for women's rights, that this game is going to get more sales. Wrong. Did it work? Right. Wrong. Um, another thing is that they tried to tease their battle royal mode and it still hasn't been released yet. <laughs> um, right. It still hasn't been released yet, and I'm holding on to my Battlefield 5 just for to see how this mode is going to be. I, I, I love Call of Duty, but it's, it, it does great things, and it's more realistic than Call of, than Call of Duty. But Battlefield, just um, right now, is just it, they're, they're trying to hold out, and they thought their game had so much hype. But we're in a world where we're oversaturated with a lot of copycats now, and you can't if you're gonna be diverse, be ready to put the full game out there. We're not we all can't sit around and wait, even though the content is gonna be free, lo and behold, thank goodness, I'm pretty sure Call of Duty, we're gonna end up paying for something. But um, but Battlefield, all this shit is gonna be free, but that's not enough. You know, we want our stuff now. We're not patient anymore. We see something, we want it, you know, and I'm behind on that. And and I know that. When the battle, the, so the battlefields don't come out every year. They they wait a few years, uh, and I I've heard people. There's this always this big debate on whether uh, battlefield is better than Call of Duty or vice versa. But I have seen that battlefield take steps that Call of Duty didn't take, yeah. didn't do, uh, like being able to drive a tank, right? Being able to fly uh, a fighter pilot, right? That sort of thing. Um, so it just seems like when you wait. And when you have time to develop all these new techniques and whatnot, you put out a better game than when you're just churning it out. You know, and I understand that a lot of these Call of Duty games are different titles, but you know, they pretty much for the most part come from the same Yeah, different place. Same game, different skin every year. Right. And I wanna say that I did play uh, Modern Warfare two and I loved the storyline. And I felt that uh, the storyline was a great idea. Um, and I still think it's like some of the greatest stories within video game history. Uh, why they decided that story wasn't important. I guess they looked at their numbers last year and said, oh, only a different percentage of people played through the story. But whatever, still give it. Maybe right. those percentage of people are the reason why your game sold so well because we wanted it to just to play the damn story. Right. So, yeah, I don't... I mean, take a break. Don't make any more. Just go back to the drawing board. We don't need to call it... It's, again, it's, it's, it's fascination with money. Uh, you mentioned the Assassin's Creed games. Excuse me, that it's just every year they just want you to buy more and more and more. And when it's somebody like you who buys a lot of games, it's too much, but they don't, they don't think of that and they don't care. So that's my two, no more call of duty games. All right. Here, what's your All right. So my number one, it's, it's really funny that you should mention the battlefield uh, with the woman protagonist. Cause I, I completely, I mean, I heard about it and I completely forgot about it. So this is my number one, again, controversial. No more Gamergate. Now, I know it's a older term, and I don't think it's really as popular as it was, but again, you made the point that people went apeshit when they introduced a female protagonist, and I think it just ties into this 
uh, idea is uh, that, you know, anybody who's not white or male can't be involved in video games, you know, and I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. And I think it's uh, bullshit. And I think that uh, everybody who loves games, who plays games, should be able to be involved in games. And the point that you made about Battlefield thinking that they would get a wider audience because of making a woman a protagonist, and they didn't. You could argue that they weren't doing it for um, progression, you know, being progressive, that they were doing it more for money. Yeah, I mean, were. that could be argued, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I can see that point. But my point is is that don't be afraid of change. There's so many people who are afraid of change and they think that their their games are going to be different and that they're not going to be able to love them. I mean, we've used this word since talking about these lists, oversaturation. Worry about that. Give a shit about the fact that these games don't have any substance. They're just the same thing over and over and over. How come there isn't a big fucking hashtag over that? You know? Hashtag oversaturation. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I, my, most of my list has been about the same thing. You know, bad movies, bad uh, um, Assassin's Creed, bad Call of Duty, bad Fallout. Take, take a fucking clue, get a clue, listen to what people are saying, and change your fucking games. It's the same shit. But then people get upset. Oh, this person's uh, not, uh, this person's a woman or this person's black or whatever, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Talk yeah. about how good the game is. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, Apex Legends, let's go back to that. Now, where it comes to money or if they just wanted to be different, Apex Legends just came out of nowhere. And I don't know if you saw the, the article that I pulled. I don't think if I shared it or not, but they just announced that two of their characters are LGBTQ and whatever else they're going to add to that next. Now, um, I don't mind that, but I'm saying at the same time, what was the point of telling us? Why do you feel the need to tell us that? You know, like I I said, I don't mind for those who are about to go on, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. You know, um, um, first off, toughen up. This is, I'm that type of guy. If you knew me in real life, you would know how I talk. But I don't have no problem with the gay community or anything like that. But for them to have to come out and say, oh, two of our characters are from the LGBTQ community. Did they think their numbers were going to go up just because of that? You know, or or did was it for the money or was it because they wanted everyone to feel included? Because right. I don't remember there being any type of pushback of, hey, is there any gay characters in it? I don't remember seeing any tweets on their timeline about this. I don't I don't remember seeing any things about, oh, how come there's no gay characters on here or anything like that. But some of the reason they felt two of the, which two of those characters are probably not even that, but they just said, hey, for more money and more numbers, why not just announce that two of the characters are gay? You know, well, then, yeah, that's the problem is when a large corporation does that. Like, you could think of it one or two ways. Like, they're trying to get ahead of the curve, they're, they're trying, the times are changing, and they're trying to get a, a, on the, the ground floor of that. Or you can say they're just doing this for money. And, and I could definitely see that. I could definitely see a corporation, uh, anyone, you know, coming out and saying, 
you know, uh, inclusion or we're progressive or whatever. And it's just like, no, you're doing it for money. You're doing it for more fans or, or news, you know, media attention. I remember people, this is just our thoughts and opinions. Yeah, because again, I don't, <laughs> the point is, is that if you make a character different, you know, anything, where it be a different uh, background or religion or sex or color or anything like that, it has to come off organic. It Thanks. has to come off that it is, it, it's important to the story or the person is whatever they are. You can't make it that you have a hidden agenda behind it. Exactly. Hence, it, this has nothing to do with our whole countdown, but, you know, I'm Black, so I guess I could be the one to say this. This thing where people are feeling now in the comic book universe that Michael B. Jordan would make a great Superman. No, he's <laughs> not supposed to be Superman. There, there is no Black Superman, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not going to sit here and say I've read every Superman comic. But <laughs> or there's no Black Superman, but there's no interest. In, okay, you can have black power, but don't force it on the world. Right. Tell us that, oh my God, you guys are racist because there's no black Superman yet. Or, or oh my God, you know, if if The Rock doesn't, if The Rock plays this bad guy and his skin is black, they actually make him pink, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just stop forcing things. The sake of the soft world that we live in. I, yeah, I know. I just, I mean, it's just, again, it, I mean, certain characters, I think, could, you know what? It's a perfect, I don't know. It's just like if you had Black Panther and he was white, it, that would it's, be bad. One would, the black community would go wild. But that would be, that would be bad. That, you know, because the point is, is that he, it's, again, it's all about perspective. Yes, it is, but it's it's also the fact that it has to be done organically. It can't just be forced upon exactly. uh, people. You know, it's like if if you create a, a video game and the main character is black, like that's fine. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like why why are you forcing it down people's throat? Like I'm all about. Um, uh, gay characters, black characters, I don't mind. It's just sometimes... It's organic, perfect example of organic... Okay, we played Red Dead. The storyline, yeah. you deal with segre there's segregational moments inside that game, but at the same time, you had black characters as part of your crew, and they made them integral parts of that yes. story. They made them integral parts, so you didn't feel like you might have felt bad for what was happening with these random NPCs saying things or doing things around you, but you couldn't get mad at the game because you had these black characters that were empowered in the game right. at the same time. I, that brings up a good point. I told you that I was playing Mafia 3, mm -hmm. and in the beginning of Mafia 3, there's a disclaimer. Oh, that, yeah. Um, and I forgot about the disclaimer. And it basically says that the game takes place in the 60s. I believe it's 67. And it takes place in the South. A made-up city, but it's basically New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And the disclaimer said that this was the rhetoric of the time. 
Uh, we as a company do not believe in this, uh, but we think it's important to show what life was like in the South during the 60s. And your main character is black. Actually, he's, I think he's half Haitian. But uh, yeah. And so it's just like, it's a rough game to play if you're sensitive about racial prejudice. Because, oh my God, it is. And that's the whole point of the game is to show how difficult it was to be mm. black in the South in the 60s. And the, the main bad guy just comes off even more villainous because it's just N-word this and N-word that. And it's like, what the fuck does it matter what the <laughs> fuck Lincoln Clay was, you know? And it's just, it, it, you feel the animosity that Lincoln Clay feels about his society, about how people feel about him just because of the way he looks or where he comes from. And it's just like, I'm sure, I, mean, I, didn't, I don't know this for a fact, but I wonder if people were upset about that. Because, dude, I mean, you played the game. The N-word, the N-word is thrown around like so much. Yeah. And it could, it could get to the point where it's uncomfortable, no matter who you are playing the game. And I, I wonder if uh, just making the game was uncomfortable, having to include those, those uh That's the reason words. they main character black because they knew if in that world if you would have made the main character white it would have probably been controversy yeah well i mean you frankly you wouldn't have had a game you know the other assuming the other mafia games were white guys usually italian guys so when they switched the just the the theme from being uh you know a a city Italian, whatever, and then you brought it down to the south, and you made the the main character black. I wonder if that alone raised eyebrows because it's like, oh, well, they're you know they're switching the game and stuff. But it was a um, a good a good pivotal switch, you know, to show a different. I mean, how many freaking games are there like Red Dead? Uh, but how many like modern take of games are there like that, which is so racially charged, like? So, I mean, it was a, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. Um, I mean, you have to fight the KKK, basically, at one point. Yeah. But and so they, it's, they, they rewarded you for that. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the, um, it's just, it's, it was interesting to play again to show. I mean, and again, it's a side that most video games don't show. But it did it organically, you know? Yeah. It wasn't shoved in your face, but it was more of like a portrait of how terrible it could have been. It could have been. Yeah. And then the whole point of the looking Clay is he gets his revenge and he shows all these people, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what, skin, what color I am. I can still, you know, be better than you. Man, I agree with you, man. And I think you, all your, your points were good. I think we made Thank you. I think we did a very good job of explaining. Yes, you did too. Yes, you know, so no one could really be too mad at us about this controversial countdown. It's just, I, you know, the just it boils down to the point where you're getting upset over stupid shit, and you should start protesting. Stop making shitty games. Yes, for real, for real. So I guess um, 
that's that concludes our, our first countdown. I guess our next one will we have some ideas. I think we're throwing things out there. We're not going to ruin it. Um, if you guys have any questions or something you want to want to hear us count down, please don't be nervous. Email us at gamerish g a m e r i s h five three seven at gmail.com gamerish 537 at gmail.com so i guess this is it um hope you guys continue to listen whatever you're listening to us on please subscribe to hear from us as soon as you can and please return thanks for listening again i'll talk to you later e later